And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard, episode number 222, coming at you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. That's me. My name is Tom Harris, and um, I had a bit of sad news this past week, and I know that that many of you listening have probably already heard, is uh, we lost one of our own this past week, Um, uh, Mr. Sean Engel who, of course, is the host of Just One of the Guys. He was involved in a lot of the Two True Freaks shows, like uh, Who True Freaks and Listen to the Prophets. And uh, we've advertised that show quite heavily on this show because I've always enjoyed listening to uh, Sean's work. Didn't know him myself, never did a show with him. But, uh, you know, it's all, I think it's worth pointing out, you know, when we lose one of our own. I think that... Uh, you know, Sean definitely had an impact on the podcasts surrounding us. And, you know, I think it's always a shame. So, you know, I just wanted to go on record to say, say I wish my very best to Sean's family and to Sean's friends. And, and let's carry on, as we always have. And I, I'd like to see that the properties that he was involved with uh, would continue on. And I think maybe that's what Sean would have wanted, is for us to, to continue on with what we're doing and have fun doing it. And I really am not very good at talking about this kind of thing. So um, that's about all I have to say about it. But, you know, again, it's a, it's a great tragedy when, when we lose somebody so young and, and somebody who is so prolific and, and brought pleasure to so many people. All right. So continuing on, we do have some new followers. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of gain and lose followers on Twitter. And I have a feeling that some of them are bots. <laughs> I know, and I do follow everybody back. Um, we do have a new follower over on Podbean, and that is a podcast called The Master Debaters. And it's a bunch of guys from northern England, from the sound of it, and they talk about ridiculous things. But I've uh, just started listening to their show because they followed us, and uh, interesting. So you can go check them out. You can hear their show at Master Debaters, that's debaters with E R S dot podbean.com and that should lead you to the five episodes that they have up so far another quick shout out to our newest follower over on podbean and that of course is the weird science dc comics podcast so welcome along folks and i of course you know i follow everybody back who follows me and of course if you have a podcast i'm certainly going to listen in and see what you guys are doing too so uh yeah i I feel like i need to support people like that (laughs) I mean, if they're going to take the trouble to follow me, I should at least follow them back, right? I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. So anyway, welcome to you guys. And of course, if you guys wanted to join our Facebook group, feel free to do so. Just look for Radio Free Asgard on Facebook and you will find us. And of course, we do have the uh, you know email address that you could actually write to us. That is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. All right, so we do have an issue of Ragnarok to cover here, so let's just go ahead and move along with our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder the 
Indeed, and this week we are looking at Ragnarok number two. Story, art, inks by Walt Simonson, coloring by Laura Martin, lettering by John Workman. This is published by IDW in the summer of 2015. The cover art this week shows Mjolnir laying on the ground, kind of spattered with the little mini pools of blood and a little bit of lightning crackling off of it. And you remember Mjolnir was attached to this sort of weird dial thing with lots of chains on it on the door of the uh, the big building that they broke into at the end of last issue. And that is where we pick up in the beginning of this issue. Because, as you recall, the Dark Elf assassin Brynja has gathered a group of mercenary soldiers together and they have found the secret dungeon beneath Cliffborg, the fortress at the end of the world. And the darkness has been eternal until now. Let us have light, says Brynja. And she summons up a, a globe of light and it lights up the cavern and they see a figure sitting in a chair it looks like a dead person. At least he's got sort of a skeletonized face, missing bottom jaw. And he is chained into the chair. Obviously, somebody did not want him getting out of it. And they are all kind of looking rather aghast at this figure. And the figure is not moving, but some of the trolls are like, is it dead? And one of the soldiers leaps forward. We shall soon see. And it's Kuraz. You remember him from last issue. And Brynja is like, Kuraz, no! And Kuraz slaps the uh, figure sitting in the chair. And, uh, you know, it looks like a bunch of dust comes up off of it. And Kuraz says, he's dusty. This will be the easiest gold we've ever made. How about a wager, boys? Kuraz, this isn't a game, says Brynja. We know that, my lady. Now don't move. You can kill some of us, but you can't kill us all before your raven bait. We'll cast lots. Winner cuts off the head, takes home the gold. What say you? And all the mercenaries are like, Aye, yes, ha, gold. And Brynja says, uh, You may have just lost your chance. Look behind you. You think I'm stupid, Brynja, to fall for? And then there's a noise coming from behind him. It's chick, chick, chick. So some sort of chicking noise. And Kuraz turns around and there's a giant squirrel. The big red squirrel with tufty ears. And he's doing something with uh, the, the corpse. He looks like he's talking to it or I'm not really sure. And people are like, what the surter spit? What's that? Gah, a rat, a giant rat. It's kissing him. Eh, says Karaz, dead man's lover. And one of the other guys says, Ugh, hate rats. And he takes a throwing knife and he's going to stab the uh, the squirrel with it. But uh, gets uh, knocked out of the way, misses the squirrel. And the, uh, the knife actually hits the jewel in the middle of uh, Thor's chest. Uh, of course, I'm giving it away here that he's Thor. The uh, squirrel has managed to dodge it. And he's like, damn, bet that jewel was worth something. Kill him! And there's a sound effect crink. Uh, it's obviously the broken jewel. And they're continuing to throw these uh, daggers at the squirrel who is hissing and running away. That's no rat, fools, says Brynja. And <laughs> it was like, hey, look out. He's too fast. And interestingly enough, the squirrel speaks. 
Black elf, name you well, fools. Come far to die, but no man escape fate. Farewell. And the squirrel jumps up on this sort of ledge thing and scampers away. And the uh, people all turn around to look at the, the corpse in the chair. And the corpse's eyes are opening. And they've got this sort of weird glow to them. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. The chains start to break with a hrang and a quatwing and a katang and a krang. And the eyes are glowing brighter and brighter. And there's this big burst of energy. And we can see this crackling around this character of Thor. And is sending all these soldiers flying. And they're going, argh, yeah, ugh. And we see that Thor has stood up. He's now out of the chair. And the uh, soldiers have all been cast back onto the floor. And we show energy crackling around him. Kuraz, of course, he's no coward. He leaps forward. He goes, mine! I claim the gold! And he jumps towards him with the sword drawn. And Thor reaches out with one hand and grabs around the neck. And Kuraz goes, and aye! And there's a big explosion of energy like lightning and basically fries Kuraz and there's a big snapped noise. So Kuraz is dead, neck broken, all burned to hell by lightning. And the other uh, people are like, gods, Kuraz looks like he was hit by lightning. And uh, Thor reaches down and he picks up some gloves off the ground. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're supposed to be Kerez's gloves or what. Anyway, he reaches down and he uh, picks up gauntlets off, off the ground and he puts them on his hands. So now he has gloves on. And some of the you know, trolls or whatever they are is like, we still outnumber him. And we actually have Thor speaking a word here. Very, very softly says, Mjolnir. And their people are like, he's not moving much, ma'am. Uh, they're, they're looking to uh, Brynja for guidance. Ankle's broken. I need a minute. Mjolnir, says Thor a little bit louder. And the soldier's like, what the hell? Thunder. How do we hear it down here? Mjolnir, says Thor. And uh, Brynja's like, kill him. He's more dangerous than you can possibly imagine. The gold to whoever strikes the killing blow. And the mercenaries just leap at this Thor figure and they've got their swords and spears and they're just going at him. And the Thor leaps up and starts kicking at him, kicks her, kicks one guy's head off. And you see uh, every time that the Thor kills somebody, they uh, there's like a little inset with the person's picture and there's a, like a big red cross through it like the okay though they're out of the picture now <laughs> and uh so the they kind of one by one come up and attack thor and thor dispatches them he, he turns their weapons against them he crushes their skull i mean he's just basically a lot better at fighting than these guys uh, somebody comes up from behind tries to get him from behind but you know thor just grabs the spear that he's trying to drive into his back and whips him around and he uh, takes the spear and he starts twirling it like a uh, like a propeller. Whit, 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 whit. And then slashes another one of these guys through the face. And yeah, so basically Thor's making quick work. And this sort of uh, Conan the Barbarian looking guy jumps up and he's like, die! And he's, he's swinging the sword at Thor. 
And then we have uh, Brynja, who has been kind of laying on the floor with her broken ankle. And she draws a dagger, and we can see that uh, this dagger is not an ordinary dagger. It's got runes on it. It's got a bit of a, a dwomer about it, so maybe it's magical. And we see uh, Thor dispatching the Conan the Barbarian-type guy and picking up a rock, and he crushes the skull of yet another one of the soldiers. So he's picking off these guys pretty darn quickly. And another guy's chasing him with sword. Oh! And Thor just lifts up his arm, and he um, is uh, shaking. It looks like there's like uh, little bits of, of the armor or rust or whatever is shaking off him. And he says, Mjolnir! And uh, Brynja has her knife in her hand, the magical sort of glowy one. And she leaps up, and she hurls the dagger at Thor... Uh, we don't yet see what happens because Mjolnir crashes through the wall with a throw. Boom! And there's rocks flying everywhere, which crush the guy who was attacking Thor, of course. And Mjolnir returns to Thor's hand. As I described last time, Mjolnir looks a little different than we're used to. Obviously, we're used to the big old sort of mallet that, that Thor uses in the comics. And this looks more like a traditional Thor's hammer pendant. It's kind of a more traditional sort of shape and it's blank on one side and on one side it has this strange sort of of carving that looks a little bit like an owl i guess that, that's what it looks like to me it looks like an owl <laughs> i don't know if it's supposed to be an owl or not if, if Walt simonson is listening he can tell me mjolnir now uh, crashes into thor's hand and thor swipes it like a, a baseball bat and crushes this sort of magical dagger that was flung at him by brynja and in the process, the, the tip of it, or a big piece of the dagger, flies backward at Brynja, strikes her right in the heart, goes right through her armor. And so we see this uh, piece of metal sticking out of her chest, and there's blood sort of oozing down, and she falls to the ground. But uh, she doesn't seem to be dead yet. And Thor approaches her, and it seems like everybody else is gone now, except for Brynja. And Thor kneels down in front of her and takes her hand. The gold is mine. And he goes, sniff, sniff. I smell the blood of the great worm itself, poison to all that live, hard to come by. Your blade, you black elf are an assassin, the only really dangerous one here, besides myself. You have dared much. And Brynja says, I have failed. I had hoped my companions would distract you long enough for me to kill you. But you are too fast, very fast, for a dead god. You know who I am, says Thor. Not until I saw your hammer on the postern door. The others did not, but I had given my word. Forgive me, my lord Thor, and hear my prayer. I offer my life. Your life is already mine. What bargain is that to me? I hold the dagger's shard. I can still kill myself. And Thor is continuing to hold her hand. And he says, Ha! I like courage. What boon? My daughter, Drifa. The Lord of the Dead said he would torture her forever should I fail here. The Lord of the Dead? asks Thor. You mean the Lady Hela? You have been long absent, Lord. The world is different. The dusk has come. The dead lord rules the Draugar and the Nair, the walkers and the Neo-dead. 
I ask protection for my daughter so I can go into the dark in peace. And she's fading quick. What is your name, assassin? says Thor. Brynja Duskwalker. And we see uh, she collapses in his arms and it looks like she's dead too. That was well spoken, Brynja Duskwalker. This place has been my tomb. Its ruins shall be your monument. I like courage. Granted. And we hear a cack, a cack, a cack through boom. And all this lightning is pouring out of this big giant building. We see the kind of the facade where they came in. Remember last issue? And this lightning is destroying it all and it is all collapsing in place. And so it's going to bury uh, everybody who's inside, including presumably Thor. But we don't need to worry about that because we have the next issue blurb to be continued. And that is Ragnarok number two. Yeah, rather a short issue because a lot of it was just fighting. And of course, we'll have a few words to say about that right after this message. Star Trek. Comic books. Mythology. Video games. Toys. Star Wars. Just about any geeky topic you can think of could be covered on the Hammer Podcast, presented by two true freaks. Come join me, Gene Hendricks, for whatever my disjointed mental processes can come up with, and be careful, or you might just learn something before we're done. The Hammer Podcast is available monthly, both on its own iTunes feed and at twotruefreaks.com. And we're back, and this is, uh, yeah, issue two. And so, what to say about it? Of course, the artwork continues to be fantastic. I think there's, I don't know, I think that some of the layouts don't work as well for me this time around. I, th I think that this whole thing during the battle where the little you have the little inset of the person who's getting killed with a little cross through it, that doesn't work so well for me. And you know, you know guys, how I like Simonson's art. I really do love it. And, of course, a lot of this is really spectacularly beautiful. But that particular little device doesn't really work so well for me. It drew me out of the story, I have to say. And maybe it's because it seems a bit anachronistic. It doesn't seem as though it suits the, the milieu, the sort of Norse setting. It seems a lot more modern and, and sort of like the, uh, I, I don't know, it reminds me of the cover of Days of Future Past, you know, the old the X-Men comic by uh, Claremont and Byrne where you have you know, the Iceman apprehended, you know, that thing, whole thing. Um, and so, like I said, it seems a little bit of anachronism to me. But, hey, that, that's what Simonson did, so <laughs> that's, that's what the book is. Um, artwork in general, really nice. Of course, the, the colors of Laura Martin continue to be uh, amazing. And there really isn't a whole lot of dialogue in here, a lot of sound effects in here for John Workman to really dig his, his, uh, his pen into. But it's all right, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's serviceable work. And, of course, with Simonson, you get the, uh, 
the the big sound effects and we all love the the crack of dooms and all that so yeah i mean that's just kind of all part of the big picture so uh once again you know we've kind of continued on and and the main character that we thought we we're going to be following through the series already gone so yeah it's uh maybe we haven't seen the last of Brynja, but uh, i kind of suspect we may have done and perhaps now we're going to be following Thor through the rest of the series. Now, I could be wrong about that, but you never know. I was a little bit surprised by the inclusion of the squirrel, who I assumed to be Ratatosk, or perhaps one of Ratatosk's descendants. And it's interesting that this character plays, uh, obviously, a key role in the revival of Thor. What exactly he or she did, really not sure. I suspect we'll learn a little bit more about that as we go through the series. Likewise, we have this new Lord of Death, and he's wearing a disguise. So who would it be? Is it Odin? Is it Loki? Is it, you know, Balder? Is it some character that we've never seen before? I don't know. These are the sorts of things that are keeping me interested in the series. So obviously looking forward to future installments as we go. It is notable how different this is from the Marvel Thor series and, and even the stuff that Walt Simonson did before. And also how different the characters are. I mean, there's not a lot of similarity between this half-dead Thor and the Thor as we see in the Marvel Universe. So it's obviously a very different character, even though it's the same source. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Obviously, you know, when you get into this post-Ragnarok setting, you don't have to worry about Ragnarok anymore. You don't have to worry about these big events that, that were fated to occur because they've already happened. Now we have free reign to do whatever we want. And I suspect that that's kind of the playground that Walt Simonson can play in. And I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying the ride. And other than that, I really don't have a whole lot else to say. Of course, obviously, the storytelling very decompressed. And we have, you know, four more issues to go. So, you know, that's where we are. <laughs> so uh, sorry about the short episode, but that's just kind of the way it is. He's got a short issue. You got a short episode. All right. So with that is back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.